Paul's letter to the Hebrews 6:13-20. Brethren, when God made a promise to Abraham, since he had no one greater by whom to swear, he swore to himself, saying, Surely I will bless you and multiply you. And thus Abraham, having patiently endured, obtained the promise. Men indeed swear by a greater than themselves, and in all their disputes an oath is final for confirmation. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise the unchangeable character of His purpose, He interposed with an oath, so that through two unchangeable things, in which it is impossible that God should prove false, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to seize the hope set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner shrine behind the curtain, where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf, having become a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Dash, 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 dash. The power of words seems to be often overlooked and underrated. Even though the Apostle Paul is not speaking in general terms here, his point is that when God speaks a promise, that promise will be kept. Going back to the beginning of the people of God as a distinct people, he refers to Abraham and God's promise to him to bless him and multiply him. Surely Abraham's initial response to this promise was incredulity and disbelief. God promised a nearly 100-year-old man, with a barren wife, that he would be the father of many. A promise that seems perfectly ridiculous from the start. And even though Abraham tried to bring the promise to fruition by his own power, God did still keep his promise and gave Abraham the promised child, Isaac. Paul goes on to explain that because God is God, the uncreated, eternal, immortal and completely independent Creator, He is no one to whom He can appeal as an authority, other than Himself. If the CEO and owner of a company gives the promise that everyone will be receiving a $1,000 Christmas bonus, he is no one to appeal to other than himself in order to make this promise come to be. The concept of God as uncreated and all created things having Him as the source of their being and their continued existence, is important to grasp, as there is nothing else to which God can appeal as an authority. This is called the creator-creature distinction. God exists by His own power and depends upon none for His being, whereas all life is dependent upon Him. Paul explains how it is impossible for God to be proven false. Because God is the source of all life and being, everything that He says will be, will be. It is literally impossible for God to be proven wrong. God, who created all things by either speaking them into existence or, in the case of man, by forming him and breathing life into him, only needs to speak or act to make anything so. As God knows all things from before time, during time, and into eternity, what He says is and will be. The purpose of God speaking is to bring about that which is good and right, to establish the ideal reality and eternity for His creation. Because mankind knows that God is all good and loving, and that everything that He has spoken will come to be, mankind can be encouraged that the hope of a glorious eternity will come to pass. The hope that man has is built upon the character of God and the work that He accomplished in restoring the relationship between God and man, through Jesus Christ. Remembering that Paul's original audience was the church in Jerusalem, i.e., former Jews, Paul appeals to Jesus Christ as the high priest who alone can enter into the Holy of Holies and perfectly fulfill his role as high priest. As Paul has said earlier in this epistle, every other high priest from the line of Aaron had his own sins for which to seek blood sacrifice, but not Jesus Christ. Jesus as the archetype high priest, not according to the line of Aaron but according to the priesthood of Melchizedek, is sinless and perfect. Jesus Christ had no need for blood sacrifice to cover his own sins. Instead, his work as high priest perfectly fulfilled all that man needed to be restored to God. Paul uses the term forerunner for Jesus as high priest, which means that Jesus has gone before us to restore us to God. The role of priest, in the mind of the Jewish people, was that of intermediary. Because men were sinful, 
they could not go into the Holy of Holies and needed one whose sins were covered by the blood sacrifice of the Mosaic sacrificial system or, in the case of Jesus Christ, an intermediary who was sinless and could actually restore the relationship between God and man. This point is possibly the most difficult theological point that a follower of Judaism will have to overcome. Since the destruction of Jerusalem and the Temple in AD 70 by the Roman army, the Mosaic sacrificial system has not been kept. Almost 2,000 years have passed and the Jews have had no means of keeping the sacrificial requirements. The transition that took place with the coming of the Messiah was twofold. First, everything required by Mosaic law was fulfilled by Jesus' sinlessness and role as high priest. Second, the priestly role that he fulfilled was not as one of the Mosaic system, as he was not of the line of Aaron. The role of high priest was not limited to merely the Jews but to the entirety of mankind, as exemplified in the high priesthood of Melchizedek. And that position of high priest is a role that he will fill for eternity. The annual behavior of the Aaronic priesthood was one of a constant cycle. The sinful men who filled these roles needed to repeatedly offer up sacrifices for their own sins. They were required to come into the Holy of Holies once a year, perform the sacrificial rite and then leave. But Jesus Christ, because He is sinless and perfect, perpetually fills that role, never stepping down, never leaving and never having to redo anything. His sacrificial role was once and for all incomprehensive. The Church, every Sunday, remembers that sacrifice in its performance of the Divine Liturgy, partaking of the Body and Blood of Jesus Christ, as the perfect sacrifice and the perfect High Priest. 